الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له وحده لا شريك له ولا نظير له ولا ند له ولا ضد له ولا مثل له ولا مثال له ونشهد ان سيدنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا وسندنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يستخفون من الناس ولا يستخفون من الله وقال تعالى استكبارا في الارض ومكر السيء ولا يحيق المكر السيء الا باهله وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تظهر الشماتت لاخيك فيرحمه الله ويبتليك او كما قال عليه الصلاه والسلام صدق الله العظيم وبلغنا رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين my respected elders and brothers once the master of hazrat luqman ali salam he called him and he asked him o luqman can you slaughter one animal and bring to me the two best organs in this animal so hazrat luqman ali salam went and he slaughtered a sheep and he came back with the heart of the animal in one hand and the tongue of the animal in one hand so these were the two best organs in the in this animal the master then said to him Okay now Luqman can you go and slaughter another animal and bring to me the two worst organs in this animal So the Luqman Ali Salam now goes and he slaughters another sheep but to the surprise of the master he comes back and in his hands he has the heart and the tongue of this animal So the master says to him oh Luqman when I asked you to slaughter the animal and bring to me the two best organs then you brought the heart and the tongue of this animal But when I asked you to bring the worst then again you bring the heart and the tongue of this animal So Hazrat Luqman Ali Salam's reply was oh my master if man uses his tongue and his heart in a right way then these will be the best organs in his body but if he uses his tongue and his heart in the wrong way then this becomes the worst organs in his body therefore we'll find in many of the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam emphasizes on this control your tongue control your heart think about what you say and think about what you do a muslim has to place a monitor on his tongue and his heart he has to watch everything he says and he has to watch everything he does because allah tabarak wa taala above is watching every statement of his 
and Allah is watching his reaction of his. In the time of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there was a robbery that had taken place in the house of a sahabi whose name was Rifa'a radiallahu anhu. As Rifa'a radiallahu anhu had a bag, and in this bag he had his ammunition and his weapons inside this bag, and camouflaging these weapons he had some flour which covered these weapons. And Hazrat Rifa'a radiallahu anhu one day found that this bag was missing, so he called his nephew Hazrat Qatada ibn Nu'man radiallahu anhu, and he explained to him that my bag went missing, someone broke into my house, and someone stole this bag. So the Qatada radiallahu anhu began doing some investigations, and it came to the fore that in a certain house on the outskirts of Medina, there was a fire that was burning the night before. It could be perhaps that the thief who stole this bag used that flour to bake some bread for himself. So Hazrat Qatada had some suspicion about this youngster. His name was Tu'ma. His name was Tu'ma. And it seemed that he was the person who had stolen the bag. Anyway, this message now reaches Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this investigation commences. That who could have been the person who stole this bag? Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam appoints a few sahaba kiram radiallahu anhum to start off an investigation. This little youngster Tu'ma who stole the bag from Hazrat Rifa' radiallahu anhu, he now get, started getting a little gabrat. Now what to do? He's going to get caught any time. So he sent his slave with this bag to go to the house of a Jewish person and to ask him if he could keep this bag as an amanat in his house. The Jewish person obliged and he kept the bag in his house. Now when this investigation started, somehow the news came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that perhaps it was this Jewish person who took this bag. And when he sent the Sahaba Kiram radiallahu anhum to conduct an investigation, they found this bag in the house of this Jewish person. So Hazrat Qatada radiallahu anhu, he immediately comes to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he says, Ya Rasulullah, with all due respects, I doubt that this Jewish person is the one who has stolen the bag. I still think it's this youngster, Tu'ma. He is the person who stole the bag. And somehow he got it into the house of this Jewish person. So Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam became upset with him. And he says, Qatada, are you pointing your fingers towards a Muslim? Are you accusing a Muslim of stealing it? Whereas all evidence is proving is pointing towards this Jewish person. How is it? And he shouted as Al-Qatada radiallahu anhu. As Al-Qatada radiallahu anhu says, I felt so embarrassed. I wish that I hadn't said anything to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But he says immediately, I just put my trust in Allah. And he said, Wallahu al-musta'an. Allah is the only one who can help me out of this situation. He says, in the meantime, Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam passed a decision that the hand of this Jew must be cut. The hand of this Jew must be cut because the bag was stolen and it was found in his possession. In the meantime, this little youngster Tu'ama, he is now elated that the all, the spotlight is moved away from him. And now this Jewish person's hand is going to be cut off. But we forget that above us all, Allah wa ta'ala is watching everything. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows everything. Allah knows the condition of every person's heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the condition of every single person. Immediately one entire ruku of the Quran Kareem was revealed. And in this ruku, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exonerated this Jewish person and explained that the thief and the, the, the rogue in this situation was this youngster Tu'ma. And these ayat of the Quran Kareem were revealed. Yastakhfuna minan nas. Yastakhfuna minan nas. Wala yastakhfuna minallah. Yastakhfuna minan nas. 
وَلَا يَسْتَخْفُونَ مِنَ اللَّهِ You can hide from the people, you can't hide from Allah. You can hide from the people, but you can't hide from Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching everything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows our every statement. Allah wa ta'ala knows our every move. Eventually this youngster now, when the news had come out and the truth was revealed, he ran away from Medina Munawwara and he went away to Makkah Mukarramah where he stayed for a few days. And there too he tried these tricks, he tried to break into the house of a person. And whilst breaking into the house, the wall of that house collapsed on him and he died as a murtad out of the fall of Islam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching us. And no matter how much we can plot, we can plan, we can connive, or we think we can do things, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala above is most just. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will see that justice will prevail. If you look into the theme of the quran Kareem in the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa we will find one thing that stands out very clearly is that actions have reactions. Actions have reactions. If you do a good action, you can expect a good reaction. And if you do a bad action, then you can expect a bad reaction from that action. So Allah wa ta'ala teaches us this in several ayat of the quran Kareem. In several of the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, just by means of an example, he says, بِرُّوا آبَاءَكُمْ تَبُرُّكُمْ أَبْنَاءُكُمْ Be good to your parents, your children will be good to you. So if you want, if you want that you will have pious children and good children, then an easy method for this is be good to your parents. A person who is good to his parents, then automatically his children will be good towards him. And if a person is bad and he's evil to his parents, he's rude, he's disrespectful to his parents, then he can't blame his children for being rude and disrespectful to him. What he is seeing is the result of his own actions. Similarly, Rasulullah says in one hadith, لا تزهر الشماتة لأخيك لا تزهر الشماتة لأخيك فيرحمه الله ويبتليك don't ever ridicule or mock a person because of some wrong that he has done. For verily Allah will have mercy on him and put you in that same wrong. The words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Again, we speak about action and reaction. Don't ever mock or ridicule a person for the wrong that he has done. We saw a person is doing something wrong. We can't mock him, we make dua for him. We can advise him, we can't despise him. We can advise him, we can't despise him, we can't look down at him. Because Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, if you mock him or you ridicule him, Allah ta'ala will have mercy on him, take him out of that wrong and put you in that same wrong. Again, action and reaction. Quran Sharif says, in shakartum If you show grateful gratitude, you, you show appreciation, you are thankful, then because of that good action of shukar that you make, Allah will increase you in your ni'mat. Allah will increase you in your ni'mat. وَلَيْنْ كَفَرْتُمْ إِنَّ عَذَابِ لَشَدِيدٌ But if a person, he doesn't show appreciation, he doesn't thank Allah, he doesn't show any gratitude to Allah, he's always complaining, then Allah says the reaction of that will be the good that we have also, I'll take that away. The good that we have, I'll take that away also. Hazrat Mawlana Rashid Ahmad Gangoi Sahib Rahmatullah who is the head of this whole caravan of Darulun Dewban, Hazrat Mawlana says I was about four or five years old, we are living in a lot of poverty and constraint. It was a time of iftar. My mother poured, caught a glass of milk for us, for myself and my siblings in our glasses, caught a glass. So we all got a small amount of milk in the glass. It's a time of iftar. He says, I started throwing up a tantrum. I started making a fuss. It's too little, put more. 
put more. So she's saying there's only so much milk and everybody will only get that amount. And everybody had their share. But he says, I started screaming, shouting, throwing up a tantrum that it's too little. The Quran Sharif says, shadid." That if you are ungrateful, then Allah will take away what you have also. Mawana says, I was a small child, four or five years old. And I'm throwing up a fuss about this quarter glass of milk. And he says, the azan went and everybody broke their roza. He says, my elder brother was sitting next to me, he drank his milk. And he saw me throwing a fuss, he just took my glass and he drank it up also. He says, he left me with my mouth open. He says, that was the day I realized that if I don't show thanks to Allah for what he gives me, then what I have also, he'll take it away from me. What I have also, he'll take it away from me. So the Quran and the Hadith are replete with these examples of لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدْ Actions and reactions. The, more, the good that we do, Allah will bless us with more good. And the day you do some wrong and some evil, and you have some malicious intention in your heart, and you try to run people down, or you try to do people down, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes in the defense of that person. As in Mufti Farooq Mirati Saab rahmatullahi he once mentioned one, one qissa, one incident about a fisherman. He says this man went early in the morning fishing and he caught a nice big fish for himself. So he's quite happy, he's all in smiles and he's walking with his fish home. Nice big fish, whatever fish it was, dorado, whatever it is, some fish he caught. So he's bringing the fish away home and as he's walking with the fish, a policeman stops him. He says, that's a nice fish you caught. He says, yes, this morning I caught it. Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala bless me with this beautiful fish. So the policeman takes out his whip and he says, take that fish and put it in my van now immediately. But he says, but for what? What's the reason? I caught the fish. It's not an undersized fish. I haven't broken any laws of the government. Why should I put it in your vehicle? He says, if you don't, I will whoop you with this whoop. So the fisherman, he refuses. He says, there's no need for me and there's no reason for me to put my fish in your van. But he says, then he takes out that whoop and he strikes him. He takes out that whoop and he strikes him twice. And the fisherman now with tears in his eyes, he takes that fish and he puts it into the van. And the policeman is now full of smiles. He goes away home with that fish. He's all happy. He tells his wife, see what I've got here today for supper. Not realizing, not realizing that that heart of the fisherman is broken. He's now crying when he comes home. And he tells his wife and his children the entire story. They spend the night without anything to eat. Allah above is watching everything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching everything. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take revenge. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take revenge on behalf of the poor. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take revenge on behalf of the weak. This fisher, this policeman now is cleaning the fish. The wife puts the oil on, getting ready for the hearty meal to serve the family at night. And while she's busy cleaning the fish, while she's busy cleaning the fish, the fin of that fish pokes him in his hand. And he feels severe pain in his hand. He's now screaming in pain. There's blood oozing out of there. He bandages the hand up. Eventually the fish is fried. And they have the meal, but the policeman can't enjoy the meal because of the pain in his hand. The entire night he cannot sleep. In the morning when he wakes up, he has to rush to the doctor. The doctor looks at him, he sends him for some tests. They say there's some poison in here, they need to cut the hand off. The hand needs to be amputated. And this is the had, the punishment of a person who steals in a shariat. A person who steals in a shariat, his hand will be cut off. Now the policeman goes into theater, his hand is severed. Right here, this part is taken off. He comes back home, he feels some peace, he feels some rahat, but after a day or two, the pain starts again. Again he's at the doctor, and again at the surgery, again some part of his hand is amputated. And this continues until it comes right above his elbow. Until it comes right above his elbow, now one night he sees a dream. And in the dream he hears a voice saying, until when? Until when are you going to keep on cutting off your arm? 
Until when are you going to keep on cutting off your arm? Sort out your matter with the fisherman. Sort out your matter with the fisherman. Immediately now he realizes that this is my mistake, this is my folly. He immediately takes a large sum of money. He goes looking out for that fisherman. He begs him for forgiveness, gives him that money. And then eventually the pain in the hand stops. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala above is watching our everyday move. A person, he can never get away with anything. In English there's one saying, he got away with murder. No one gets away with anything in this world. If you do something wrong in this world, we have to pay for it. In this world also. But in akhirah, definitely a person has to pay for it. A person has to pay for it in the akhirah as well. Therefore, a Muslim has to be careful. We have to be careful what we say, what we do. When we're interacting with people, the musallis in the masjid, the people at home, our wives, our children, our neighbors, our workers, at the workplace, while traveling on the road, we have to be very careful that we can't hurt the heart of any person. We can't say anything we want to say. We can't do anything we want to do. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching above. Hazrat Malana Hakim Akhtar Sahib Rahmatullahi used to mention one beautiful poetry used to say, Jo karta hai tu chupke se, ahle jaha se. Jo karta hai tu chupke se, ahle jaha se. Koi dekta hai tujhe ahle sama se. That whilst you quietly doing things where people in the world can't see you and they don't know what you're doing, don't forget Allah above knows everything what you're doing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala above knows everything that you are doing. So there's many incidents like this where a person does something, he can't get away with it. Somewhere along the line, he'll have to pay for it. As a Sheikh al-Hadith, Mawlana Muhammad Zakaria sahab rahmatullah alayhi, he says, I taught in Mazahir ulum in Saharanpur for about 50 years. And in that 50 years that I taught in a madrasa, I came across many students and many ustads who at times they used to lie about certain things. Just to stay away from madrasa. My back is paining, I can't come to madrasa today. My legs are paining, I got a flu sore throat, I got this headache, I got this problem. And he says, just for them to stay away from madrasa, they would speak a lie. As the Shaykh Rahmatullahi says, I saw later on in, in my life, those very people suffered from the same ailments, ailments. Those very people suffered from those same ailments. A person is not interested, is not cared about what he's saying. Because he forgets that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala above is watching him. In the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the son of Abu Lahab, his name was Utaybah. When Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa professed Tawheed in Allah, then Abu Lahab came home and he told his son, both his sons, he told him, you both are married to the daughters of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa If you still want to maintain your relationship with me as your father, you divorce both these daughters immediately. So both these wretched sons, both of them wretched as they were, they divorced the two daughters of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa This Utaybah was a younger son. He was married to Hazrat Umm Kulsum radiallahu anha. He swore her, he shouted at her, he divorced her and he sent her home. She came crying to Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that this is what happened. And then he still had the audacity to come in front of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and say to Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that whatever you say I don't believe in. If you say there's one Allah, I don't believe in him. If you say you're the Nabi of Allah, I don't believe in you. If you say that there's an akhirat and a life after death, I don't believe in that. And whatever you have brought of the Quran, I don't believe in it. And with that he stepped back and he spat at the Mubarak face of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah Ta'ala caused that saliva to move away. It never touched the face of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But you think this man was going to get away with what he did? Was he going to get away with what he did with his action? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala came in the defense. It was just a few days later on the trade caravan towards Syria as he was going. A lion came out of the desert. A lion came out of the desert and sniffed him in that caravan. 
pulled him out from the middle and separated his head from his body. This was the punishment of that man who showed disrespect to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Our actions, our actions, be careful about what we say, what we do. For everything we say and everything we do will bring about a reaction. Either a good reaction or either an evil reaction. Hazrat Khalid ibn al-Walid radiallahu ta'ala anhu was the army general of the Muslims. And when he took the flag of Islam and he walked, it caused a shiver in the back of every non-Muslim. The leaders of Persia and Rome, they feared the Hazrat Khalid ibn al-Walid radiallahu anhu. There was an occasion when Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu was the Khalifa. And there were two people who claimed nubuwat and prophethood after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One's name was Tuleha and one's name was Musaylama. Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu sent Hazrat Khalid radiallahu anhu that go and destroy both these armies. Destroy both these false prophets. Tuleha was destroyed in about a day. Musaylama had an army of about 40,000 people. And it was a strong battle. Many sahaba kiram were martyred in this battle. But eventually Hazrat Khalid radiallahu anhu was victorious. And they destroyed this entire army as they were returning as Abu Bakr sent a note that Khalid, before you come home, there's a small little village here, Banu Hanifa. First take over that village and then you come home. As Khalid says, it came out of my mouth at that time. A small village like that will mow them off in no time. We'll mow them in no time. We'll finish them off in no time. We just finished this huge army of Musaylama. What is the small little village here? He says, I to just say these words. I to just say these words. And he says, as we approach this village, we were attacked from the right, from the left, from the front, from the back. He says, I lost control of the entire army. I didn't know whether I'm coming or going. And he says, I'm thinking to myself, small little village like this, how is it that they have taken control over us? He says, Khalid, that words that came out of your tongue, will just mow them. Have you forgotten that Allah is in control of everything? He says, immediately I put my face in my hands and I made tawbah. Allah, forgive me for what I said, oh Allah. Forgive me for what I said. And he says, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help came and shortly we took over that village and we returned. And he says, and I gave Hazrat Abu Bakr the kar guzari. I said to him, al-bala'u mu'akkalun bil-mantiqi. That calamity has come to us because of what we speak. Sometimes we don't think and speak things. We just say anything. We just say anything. Just speaking without thinking. But many a times these calamities, hardships, problems, difficulties come to us on account of what we say. That a person is not careful about his words. He's not thinking what he's speaking. Hazrat Sufyan Suri was a very great muhaddis. Very, very great muhaddis. He says, leave just speaking. He says, even a bad thought. Even a bad thought about a Muslim. Even a bad thought about a Muslim. Badgumani. And he gives his own example. He gives his own example. He says, one day I walked in a masjid. One day I walked in a masjid. Sufyan Thawri is a very, very great muhaddis. He says, I walked into the masjid. I saw a musalli in the corner of the masjid is crying and making dua. He's crying. He's crying and making dua. He says, the thought crossed my mind. This man is acting. This man is acting. He's crying and making dua. He's acting. He says, I never said it to anybody. I never made ghibat of him. I never spoke anything. Just badgumani. A bad thought about a Muslim. He says, for six months after that, I couldn't wake up for tahajjud. I couldn't wake up for tahajjud just because of a bad thought about a Muslim. So how careful we have to be. Our actions, our deeds, our words, our thoughts. What goes through our mind, what goes through our hearts about people. What we do, what we say. Allah is watching everything. Alam ya'alam bi anna Allah yara. Do you not know that Allah is watching from above? So my respected elders and friends, the importance of us being careful of what we do, what we say. Recently in one of the old age homes here in Durban, there was a woman who mentioned that she's there now in the old age home for one year. She's there for one year. And she's got only one son. And in that one year, 
that one son of us didn't come once to visit her. He didn't come once to, not even on the day of Eid. She was complaining and we can well imagine how much of pain must be going through her heart. But then she says something afterwards and she says, sometimes I think to myself that when my husband was alive, there were times when he wanted to go and visit his mother and I used to stop him from going. And I used to ask him, you married your mother or you married me? Why you have to keep on going to see your mother? And I used to stop him from going to see his mother. He says, perhaps it is today I am suffering because of the results of my own actions. Because I used to stop my husband from going to see his mother, today I am suffering from the same thing. From the same problem I am suffering myself. So my respected elders and friends, the importance of us being careful of how we treat people, how we are with people. Hadith Sharif says, Kama tadinu tudanu. How you treat people, that is how you will be treated. If you are good to people, Allah will be good to you. If you are bad to people, Allah Ta'ala will also be bad to you. In Urdu there is a nice saying, they say, Jaisi karni, waisi barni. How you treat others, that's how you will be treated. Nahi samajte hai, to karke dek. Nahi maante hai, to marke dek. If you don't believe it, then do it and you'll see how you'll be treated. If you don't believe in this, then when you die, you'll see how you'll be treated. So Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq, my respected elders and brothers. If there was at any time, we treated someone badly, or we said something evil to someone, or we hurt somebody's feelings, then the best is for us to try and rectify the relationship. To try and rectify it, be careful about what we say, what we do, because Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is 